Welcome to Fashion Designers Get Paid, a podcast for burnt out fashion designers who want to ditch the toxic rat race, say bye-bye to backstabbing bosses, and work with brands who value and respect them. I'm your host, Heidi, and I believe that you can do things differently in your fashion career. Because the truth is, most industry jobs will underpay and overwork you, and having your own brand is far from profitable. Let's also be honest, most of them fail. So if you actually want to, well, be a fashion designer and get paid, the best way to do it is as a freelancer. Now, maybe you've been told that brands don't accept remote freelancers or that freelancing means being an exploited temp employee working full-time without benefits. Or to work freelance, you have to be a rock star expert with all the skills from design through development. I'm going to show you that it is possible to be a real freelancer in fashion, work remotely with brands you love, and make money, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers. You got this, and I'm here to help you do it. In this episode, I'm chatting with Trudy Gardner, a freelance fashion designer specializing in 3D design for intimates. Trudy's story is wild. After spending 12 years in the Canadian military as a pilot, her plan was to be a stay-at-home mom. But once her son went to school, she was itching for something to do. So Trudy started dabbling in Adobe Illustrator, and the next thing she knew, she was doing fashion flats for some big names in the home sewing pattern industry. That turned into her deciding to learn Clo3D specifically for intimates. And from there, everything took off. Just three short years after starting her fashion career with literally no industry experience, no knowledge, and not knowing anybody, she now has multiple clients, has a course on intimates for Clo 3D, and a podcast called Underdressed. Trudy has put in a lot of work, but her results show. In our conversation, we talked about the specific strategies that she's used to find mentors in fashion to help her learn and how she landed her first clients. If you are coming to the fashion industry from a completely different career and aren't sure if making it is possible, you're going to love this conversation. Let's get to it. Hey, real quick, before we jump into the episode, if you're sick of being tied to a desk and want more freedom in your day, I want to help you. Snag my free limited time training, how to freelance in fashion, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers, to learn my five-step freelancing framework so you can work for yourself in fashion and get paid. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it in the show notes. All right, now let's get started. Trudy, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to chat because I got some, I heard a fun backstory about you and your freelancing career this week while I was interviewing someone else for the podcast. And you have some exciting major updates. Um, so this is gonna be fun. But first, oh, fun. Yeah, I look forward. Thanks yeah. for having me on. And I look forward to this conversation. Yeah. Um, first, who are you? What do you do in fashion? My name is Trudy. I am a freelance designer. I specialize in intimate apparel and clothes 3D. So um, since basically I took your course, which is almost two years ago now, I've been just learning, just learning, 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 learning all I can. And yeah. at the beginning of my learning, I learned that <laughs> 3D was an up and coming thing and an up and, yeah. an up and coming skill that was um, starting to become demand in the industry. And from your course, I learned that niching down was a good way to approach it. And so yeah. I approached Clo 3D. Um, I was I approached Clo 3D with the perspective of using it specifically for intimate intimate apparel. And it worked out because it's a it's a difficult skill set to acquire um to to really know how to make intimate apparel like do the, the pattern drafting, the mm -hmm. construction process of it, the doing like a tech pack for intimate apparel. Like there's like 500,000 bits and pieces that mm -hmm. go into like one single bra right so yeah I was like okay there's 
this is something I can niche down in, but also expand in because there's so much knowledge that I can gain in it. So it's kind of, that's kind of the story. That's how it got started. Okay. But also you used to be like a, pilot. a military <laughs> pilot. Yeah. Okay. 12 years, 12 years Fun in the fact. military. Yeah. And you retired from that. Like what's, I, I just, for personal yeah. reasons, how I does that, know the, how does that, yeah, exactly. And I want to know the timeline a little bit, happen? right? Like, okay. okay. So 12 years as a military pilot in Canada and then you retire. And then when does all this fashion stuff happen? And yeah, like, okay. how? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's good. It's just natural. That doesn't, that doesn't, it's, you don't just like connect the dots immediately. It's, no, it's I'm not evolution. really at all. I'm like picturing <laughs> you and you're fighting you're like flight suit or something. No, no. I, it's funny when I got out of the military, when I was leaving, um, my best friend was like, yeah, that's on brand for you. <laughs> it's like, that's my life. Like I just go through like, I don't know. I just like get interested in things and I'm like, I'm doing that now. Um, okay. and that's sort okay. of how it's, that's how it's played out. So, um, I went to school, uh, university, and I studied English literature, not knowing, you know, like you go into university and a lot of people just don't know what they're going to do. So they pick a, a subject. And for me, it was English literature. That was interesting. This is and like I, before the military. This is the very yeah, beginning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I graduated from university in 2002, I want to say. <laughs> Such okay. a long time ago yeah. now. And I joined the military in, I want to say it was 2007. Okay. Is when I joined. Is that right? Well, uh, we'll look at the dates and see if they match up. Okay. Um, About that. So around 2007. So yeah, I joined the military. They were hiring pilots at the time. I was like, yeah, that's probably something I can do. <laughs> that's probably something I can do. Like, I'll try it. Worst case scenario, like I don't make it through the training and it's a good okay. story. And so the training was super intense as you would imagine it to yeah. be, but I learned all kinds of amazing skills and I learned how to work with people and I learned how to learn and I learned how to organize information. And um, I got through the training and it was amazing. It was a fantastic experience. Some of like the best training that you can get in the world for learning how to fly. So um, super privileged to have been able to to go through that program. Yeah. So I got my wings, I want to say it was 2012. Okay. And yeah, five years. It took me five years to go through the training. Um, so 2012, I got my wings. My first posting was to Yellowknife, which is um, in the northern part of Canada. Yeah. And I was flying the Twin Otter, which is kind of like a, like you can imagine like a bush, bush plane. We okay. put it on skis in the winter and we put it on tundra tires in the summer. And we did a lot of like um, operations that were sort of not like not your typical like we were like off-road off-roading type of stuff okay um anyways this is a fashion podcast long story yeah that's short. okay it's okay so <laughs> you you got your wings you're doing this you did that for 12 years well I guess mm. does the training include the 12 years the five years of training mm, yeah exactly okay gotcha um so then my next posting was to um doing search and rescue on the buffalo oh, in wow. Comox and towards the end of that um this was in 2015 I got pregnant and okay. I had my son. Uh, okay. So I had a year off from maternity leave. And I thought I would go back to work and think like I would continue on with my career. <laughs> it's yeah. like I had a nice, well-established career at that point. But after I had my son and I went back to work, um, I, I just didn't want to be away from home all the time yeah. and away yeah. from him all the time. And I didn't want to miss his whole childhood. Um, and while I was on maternity leave, I actually started sewing. I started sewing, making baby clothes for him. Okay. And, um, yeah. So that's how, it, that's how I started getting into it. And, um, you taught yourself how but, to sew like that was the learning you, okay. That was from scratch. Yeah, you got it. 
Um, so after I, uh, went back to work, I went back to work to work for a year after that. So that would have been 2018 to 2019 was my last year in the military. Uh, Yeah. I decided I I was at the end of my contract. So we were on a 12 year contract and I was at the end. So I could have either signed on for a new contract or Mm -hmm. I could have that, that, that could have been the end. And I chose, I, you know, I didn't expect it to go that way, but, um, that's, that's how I felt. That's what felt right for me at the time. And I thought I would be a stay at home mom. I thought Mm -hmm. I would like get out of the military and and raise my son. Yeah. And, um, a couple of years, like, so I continued sewing, continued learning just, just out of pure, like passion for it and interest in it. Um, and I took a online diploma on fashion design, um, while I was being a stay at home mom. And then my son started school and I was like, I want to (laughs) work. Like, (laughs) I want to do something. I want to like take these skills. I want to apply them. I want to use my brain. I want to be doing something that's not like just for myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, I want to build a project. And so this is when I came across your course and I was like, okay, that's a thing. That's a thing you can do. Like I can <laughs> freelance from home, um, yeah. doing fashion design. And, um, I, I learned illustrator when I, I did that diploma, the online diploma. And I okay. loved illustrator and I was wow. like, okay, what can I do with illustrator? Yeah. Um, and, and from your course, I learned that it's, you can, you know, you can do fashion plaids. I'm like, okay, I can do fashion yeah. plaids. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try this. This is the thing. And then the home sewing community has all of these independent pattern makers who aren't that good at Illustrator uh, or yeah. don't want to spend the time doing the, the work in Illustrator. And I was like, okay, that's, that, that will be my market. That that's, that's where I will start. Like, these are the ones that I'll, I'll reach out to. And I, um, because I was interested in doing intimate apparel part that comes from me being a, like unique size to fit so being able to make my own bras was a huge mm. like just a bonus for me yeah yeah so um I reached out and then I started getting work from these independent pattern makers yeah. Emerald Aaron is one of them Lily okay. Pad Designs is one of them yeah and th- yeah that was it that was, that was my start but I wanted to get into pattern making I always wanted to get into pattern making and I discovered Clo 3D and I discovered not a lot of people were using it. And mm-hmm. then I started learning it. And I was like, this is a thing. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> this program is so useful. And it, there's so many ways that it can be useful. And it's a bit glitchy. So I'm like, why isn't, why isn't the whole world using it already? Why isn't everybody mm-hmm. making their patterns this way? Yeah. Um, and I discovered, you know, it can be hard to learn. It can be, it can be glitchy. Um, and it's not well established to, as to my knowledge in the industry yet like in bigger companies it sounds mm-hmm. like it is but mm-hmm. definitely not like in the smaller like the smaller brands or like the smaller agencies they're all trying to like start acquiring this skill and as I was posting stuff online I was getting lots of really good feedback like lots of people are like oh this is so cool how did you learn to do that like, yeah. that, like you're posting like images and- of what you were building yeah yeah exactly. okay okay and um and I was like, okay, people want to learn this. And I've just like spent all kinds of time and effort and like just like time researching on the internet and trying to like source those nuggets of knowledge that yeah. you can find like from various sources. Yeah. Um, I was like, let me build a course. Let me build a course on this because I, I thought now was a good time because I was fresh. Like I like I've just I've yeah. just solved all these beginner problems that I'm still aware of. Cause as you get more skilled in anything. You, you forget what the beginner problems were. So anyways, I, I recently launched my course this year as well on using Clo3D for intimate apparel. Yeah. 
I love that. And you collaborated a little bit with Sophia Luson, another FAST student. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you guys kind of like launched of, it together or something. Yeah. Totally. Um. So part of like my um approach to making a valuable skill in this industry was connecting with other people who had the skills that I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. And so your course was like amazing place to start accessing that. Like I found mm-hmm. Sophia through your um. She was in the Facebook group, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I reached out to her and I said like, hey, can you teach me pattern drafting? And she got back to me and she was like, actually, um, if you teach me Chloe, I'll teach you pattern drafting. Oh my so gosh, we were... I didn't know you guys did a swap like that. Yeah, yeah. So we would every week, every week we would meet up together and we would just like exchange knowledge on stuff. And then one day I was like, okay, like I told her about how I was developing this course. And she um she said that she was also thinking of developing a course. I was like, cool, let's do it together. Like you do yours on pattern drafting, which is what she did, pattern drafting in Chloe. And mine is like more of an overview. Like here's generally how you use Chloe specifically for intimate apparel oh my heart is melting right now that you guys like did this I mean and Sophie is amazing I have all kinds of good things to say about her yes I as do I you know her really well now I only I've only done like two of a podcast interview and she was at one of our live events but um so you know her better than I do but she is amazing and it melts my heart quite a bit to know that like you guys did this skill swap and then launched your courses together. Like I, I'm that little emoji with the like <laughs> teared up eyes right now. Um, and I have to give a shout out to um the Intimate Apparel Technical Collective, which yeah. was launched. Yeah. Like about I just learned about this last the year. other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, I think it was the beginning of last year that Nicola launched it and Sophie and I both volunteered to help out with like the administration and like the social media aspects okay. of, the, of it. Yeah. So like we were connected through that as well. Oh my gosh. But I'm great so resource, amazing happy. resource. So it's for like intimate apparel designers, technical, specifically for technical designers. Okay. And we have a Slack group and we have, um, yeah, uh, meetings every month. We meet up on zoom meetings every month, but another great resource that I'll shout out. So cool. So cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. So your story is amazing. Pilot, (laughs) figure out how to sew, start learning illustrator, doing flats for home pattern or home sewing pattern developers, designers, whatever makers, and then Chloe, work with Sophia, teach each other all these skills, launch your courses together because they're very complimentary. Exactly. Yeah. And the freelancing component, because this is where I learned something about you yesterday, two days ago, doing another interview. Talk about your freelancing work now. So, so freelancing, um, it was, it was the same thing. Like when I first started learning Chloe, I was reaching out to everybody, like everybody that I could everybody who would talk to me, just like the way that you teach us to to reach out to clients. Yeah. But I wasn't really reaching out like necessarily. Sometimes it was a pitch. Sometimes it was just like, do you use Clo? Can I talk to you? Can we meet? Mm. Like just like just trying to get information. And you and, were reaching um, out to like brands or? Uh, brands and um, like small agencies. Like there okay. was a few small agencies that you've interviewed on the podcast that I tried mm. reaching out to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Kristen Anderson was one of them. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so Kristen has some amazing resources online, just like free resources on like how to create a, how to create a tech pack for intimate apparel and how the design process works for intimate apparel. And so I reached out to her in that capacity, like, Hey, I'm just trying to learn the industry. Like, would you be willing to hop on a one-on-one with me and like, just have a chat. And she's super generous and open and sharing with her 
knowledge so she did and it was so nice to talk to her because I was getting a lot you know in the beginning when you're pitching or even just reaching out for knowledge I was getting a lot of like no no just nobody gets like nobody gets back to you like yeah and it's fair because like you don't have much to offer you're just asking for like information so that's that's cool um so it was very nice that Kristen reached out to me and um Kristen gave me some advice and we we talked a little about about close 3d and she was one of the resources where I learned that it's not like it's a hard skill to find specifically for intimate apparel. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, that was one of like the indicators that was like, okay, this is a useful skill. Like keep going, keep going, like keep mm-hmm. working on developing this skill. And um, I think about a year later, we connected also through the intimate apparel technical collective. So she, like, she saw that I was like present and active in there and she saw my yeah. growth um, yeah. through that. And uh, at the beginning of this year, she hired me as a freelance designer in Clothe 3D to work yeah. for her agency. Yeah. Yeah. That was what, yeah. So I had her, well, I, dear listener, I batched the podcast. So I've been, been, I'm on a bender. You're my last this week. You're number 10 okay. this week. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, but I talked to her like two days ago on the podcast, which will air at a very different time than your episode. But um, yeah, she told me that she goes, yeah. And then in, in wherever we are, like January, she goes, I hired Trudy Gardner. I go, Trudy, what? (laughs) I know her. Um, Yeah. And she told me that exact story. She said she came to me for knowledge and we had a chat and she seemed really driven. And then that was kind of it but she watched you over time. She said, I kept seeing her pop up. I could see that she was very proactive to learn, to figure out this, this skill. Like she took my advice and like ran with it. Um, and she goes, I was really impressed with that. Like I was seeing her, I don't know, maybe like posting on LinkedIn or something. And I think she mentioned, she mentioned, she saw you in the uh, intimate apparel collective. And I was like, it, it sounds like for you, a lot of that stuff came very naturally. Right. But like, that is the way that a lot of these freelance relationships and just relationships in general Mm. sort of work, right. Is like you reach out for the advice, then you take it and run with it. And you're very like, you're kind of putting yourself out there in in some ways. Like you said, you were posting a lot. Where were you posting? Was Mm. it LinkedIn? LinkedIn and Instagram. LinkedIn and Instagram. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Listen, I, um, I don't know if it came naturally to me, but I'm a hard worker and I clearly, and I like, I like connecting with people and I know how important it is to learn from other, even like when I was going through training as a pilot, we all depended on each other. Like you can't make all the mistakes that you need to learn by yourself. Like you have to learn from other people and you have to learn that early on that it like, you can't, you don't do anything in isolation. Even if you're a freelancer, like nothing is happening in isolation. You have to learn um, how to learn from other people and also mm. how you can contribute when you can. Cause that was also a part of like something that I always try to, and something that I learned from you as well is that you gotta, you gotta add value where you can just figure mm-hmm. out how you can add value and, yeah. and contribute where you can. So talk about, I'd love to dig a little bit more into these, like these outreach that you were doing to sort of ask for mentorship, ask for help, because I think that's a place where, I mean, here's what I'll say. I get a lot of emails from people asking for help mm-hmm. and a lot of them don't come off great. <laughs> yeah they tend to be very one-sided. It's like, mm-hmm. they don't even address me. It's not even like, hi, Heidi, thanks for everything that you do. It's like, <laughs> hey, can you, I I need some help with this. And it, they're very one-sided, short, 
Kurt like didn't have much effort put into it. I get mm. some other, I get some on the other side of the spectrum too, but I think there's a really big opportunity for people to learn how to do this a little more gracefully. So can you talk a little more depth in about what your outreach actually looked like? And I know you didn't hear back from all of it, but you're never going to, but obviously you heard back from enough of it that it's gotten you where you are now. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. So uh, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a running joke between me and my husband. I got on, on LinkedIn, like you got, there, there's a lot of like, just stuff like that, that comes in on LinkedIn. That's kind of irrelevant. And one day I got a message. Do you want to buy socks? Like I'm an intimate apparel designer on LinkedIn. Like I know, <laughs> Like, who are you? Like, what? No, nobody's ever going to respond to that. Like, no, yeah. you don't. like that's even if I wanted to buy socks, like that's not how I would buy my socks. But people <laughs> send these messages all the time. It's yeah. Rough. So yeah. it's, it's about like, just like recognizing that you're talking to another person on the other side of that screen. Like there's when you're writing a message, when you are ever trying to connect, you're trying to connect with another human being. Mm -hmm. So like, it, it's also a matter of just like learning. So like when I get messages on like, like that, you're like, okay, mental note, don't send messages like that because mm -hmm. it doesn't connect. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't like, it's stuff that you teach on the course. Like you get messages where people are like, don't call you by your name. Like my name's right there on LinkedIn. Mm, you can see uh -huh. what my name is. Like it takes yes. one second to see what my name is. Um, like dear miss, you know what I mean? Like that stuff, it makes you like stop reading that stuff like yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, and also I, I think, especially if you can connect through other channels, like the intimate apparel technical collective, where like we meet on zoom once a month, um, and we see each other's faces and we see how like Kristen would come on those meetings and she would see how I would interact with other people outside of the context of me looking for work you know, just in a context where like, we're having conversation and sharing knowledge yeah, about yeah. things. Yeah. I don't know. Does that answer your question? I think so. But I would love to like, like, if you can sort of like riff it, what, like, what, what did your outreach email look like where you connected mm. with Kristen, mm. which was obviously like a really, you didn't know it at the time, but obviously became a very important interaction for your freelance career. Mm. Mm. right yeah like what did you write and did you just email her or was that on LinkedIn like what what actually did you say Kristen I wrote an email to I think she had a I found her email I either found her like email or I went on her like website and went right to her like you know where you can write like contact me like that contact me box and I think I said it's kind of like what you teach in the course so it was like hi I'm Trudy I'm new to the industry I know now I'm starting with, with I I feel like super that's okay yeah but then it was like thank you for sharing all of the knowledge that you've shared on your blog I've learned so much from you I'm interested in learning um the, just skills in the industry would you be willing to hop on like a 30 minute call or or you know what it was with Kristen actually now I remember you could have booked Back then, I don't think she has it anymore, but you could have booked a, a free 30-minute consultation. So I took advantage of that. Uh, and that was, okay. that's sort of what my note looked like. Something like, I want to learn the industry. Thank you for the information that you've put out there for free. Yeah. Can we meet? Okay. And then I'll, I'll give you some examples of other pitches. So like when I was 
first starting out and I Aaron Emerald Aaron was one of the first people that I pitched yeah this is for illustrations when you're doing the flats for the sewing patterns okay. yeah exactly yeah 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 um, let's hear this is yeah, like one of my first pitches I spent I already so forgot like, I about spent that yeah all weekend all like a whole weekend working on this pitch I took <laughs> one of her um images but I knew she was the right client like she was small she she has like a small but expanding community and she was like community was a big part of her brand so I thought thought that if I reached out to her actually no I knew I knew she would get back to me because I'd reached out to her previously when I was learning pattern making just for advice on like manipulating the pattern so that's exactly what she does right she she develops patterns and she'll help you out with like if you want to make changes to your pattern and so okay that was my initial connection with Erin so it wasn't completely cold it was a, okay. a little bit of a warm outreach and I did an illustration of something like one of the bras that she had designed and so okay. up on Instagram and I said like hey like this is something I'm interested in um here's like a sketch of something that you did and I said like this is like the most detailed most beautiful sketch and uh but you led she- with like massive value yeah, she was blown away by it. She was like, that's exactly what, this is like exactly the skill that I need right now. I have a few patterns coming out. Um, and at the time I was like, I just, I just wanted to do like the flat sketches, like just the one, like a flat okay. sketch of front and back. Yeah. And she's like, can you also do all of the illustrations for the instructional the steps? The pattern instructions. Well? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then either I pitched it to, I think I pitched it to her. I was like, well, I can also do your pattern like the actual pdf pattern with all the labels and like all the stuff that needs to be prepped to to be made into a printed pattern she was like yeah let's let's do it so boom yeah that was that was huge yeah and then that community is so small that she shared me with all the other independent pattern makers yeah okay I love it so now I'm kind of I've kind of outgrown that now um okay because I'm like I, I really just want to be doing the clothes 3D. Oh, okay. It's what I like the most. I like the pattern making. And um, I've been picking up new clients in that area as well. So I've been kind of growing out of the the illustrator stuff. Okay. So talk about your other clients in clothes. How are you getting these people? Are you are you pitching or what does this look like? They're starting to come to me now. Or like, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> or I'll find, yeah. For example, there was a client who posted on LinkedIn the other day saying that he was looking for freelancers like he had a okay. he had he's kind of he's a small agency and he had an onslaught of designs that are coming from other brands that who want their stuff made into clothes 3d mm-hmm. and so he was he hired like a whole team of freelancers to um be just like just like making up these patterns and uh making 3d samples of them okay um, so that's one other one so i there was other ones that have come through cold pitching as well yeah just like now that I have um a Instagram page where it's kind of like my portfolio where I can actually show my work so now when I reach out to somebody and and say like hey like um do you need any help using developing your garments with 3d sampling um they can go to my page and see that I do it specifically for intimate apparel so it's exactly what they're looking for We'll get back to the episode in about 20 seconds, but real quick, if you're scared to freelance in fashion without a steady paycheck, I want to show you exactly how to get a full list of clients so you can pay your bills and so you don't get your hopes up and then have to go right back to the fashion job you hate. I share it all in my free limited time training, how to freelance in fashion. Even if you're terrified, you don't have all the answers. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance 
We'll link it in the show notes. All right. Now back to the episode. Okay. And talk about like, what are you doing on Instagram? Are you posting regularly? Cause I love bringing this up. Like it's a very overwhelming place. You're yeah. kind of shaking your head. So I'm like, yeah, this is, um, I, I so, think I might so love this first, answer. <laughs> yeah. No, when I first started out and I was pitching and I was just like, I'm just learning. I'm learning everything I can. I'm going to learn in public. I'm going to, you can look, you can go look at my Instagram and see like the oh, that's development cool. of my skills. I, oh, I, I left some that. of the earlier work on there. Just learn so in public. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, not that consistently. Like when I had more time and I'm, and I was, and I would like spend a lot of time on a project, Yeah. then I would, I would spend a lot of time post on Instagram or just like, I'd be like, just <laughs> super like in love with a feature that I found on Chloe. <laughs> like I just like needed to share it, you know? So I would do like a little post on Instagram about that particular thing. I never had a social media plan. Like I wasn't posting once a week. I didn't, I didn't really try. I, I thought my time and skills were best used in developing my skills and mm-hmm. the platforms like LinkedIn and Instagram were there to just show the world or clients that I'm here, I exist. Mm-hmm. And here, like, here's some work that I've done. Okay. So I love the learning in public thing. That's really cool. I think a lot of people might feel like I can't post this because it's not perfect, but like, I think that's really cool, right? Then you kind of paint this picture of like your trajectory and you show like the progress. It's really, really fun. So you built that out just again, like posting stuff that felt exciting to you or like learning a cool new feature that you're like super nerding out on, which is really awesome. And now it's just sort of, it's just there and it works sort of as your portfolio. You can just refer people back there, but it's not this strategic, like, oh, I got to post two times a week, use the right hashtag sort of thing. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, My podcast which I started this year yeah let's talk about that underdressed I love the name underdressed laundry podcast thank you (laughs) and um it was sort of just in the same vein um it's before I even started working with Kristen um it was sort of always bubbling around in the back of my head as a way of meeting people and having Mm -hmm. conversations about the industry um with my lack of knowledge. Like, I don't know the other people know way more than me. And like, while I, the first year when I started freelancing, I was like, um, I'm having all these great conversations with like Aaron or with Kristen or with yeah. you know, whoever. And I'm like, other people want to partake in this knowledge as well. There's a, there's, there's a whole home. So is bra making community out there that just loved <laughs> to talk to each other. And, um, so yeah, I was like, I'm going to start doing the podcast. And I started at the beginning of this year and okay. it's not like I, I, my goal was to do it every single week yeah. and I've recorded one every single week, but I haven't got them published every single week. So it's a bit um, of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so much fun. I love yeah. The podcast. Yeah. So like, who are you chatting with? Just anybody and everybody sort of in the, in the intimate apparel space. Yeah. So um, let's think. So la- I had Kristen on the podcast. I've had Aaron, Emerald Aaron on the podcast. I had uh, Lori Van Johnson, who's also been on. Yeah. Lori podcast. is amazing. She's so yeah. cool. She's yeah, awesome. She's incredible. Um, yeah. And then I also had like Larissa King, who is a um, freelance. No, she's a, she's a freelancer, but she's also a um, instructor at FIT. Okay. And she teaches, she teaches intimate apparel design okay. who yeah. I met through the collective as well. Okay. Um, who else? I had, um, Stephanie from the squad. The squad is this really cool company that's developing. They have some really cool proprietary software for developing the whole development process of a garment, including 3d and 
like body scans of oh, like human body scans yeah okay. um that one's not published yet but it's coming out soon um it'll probably be published I by had... the time this goes live yeah hopefully yeah. <laughs> well um <laughs> and who else so many like I've had like small um bra uh, like they sell like bra making kits, like small companies that sell. Oh like bra yeah, I followed yeah. it. Um, like Orange Lingerie, I followed them. Is yeah, that, I think they yeah. are one. I used to follow them on Instagram. Yeah, I yeah. I've never met Norma, but she's um. Okay. I have reached out. To, I actually reached, I pitched to her, and she we I haven't ended up working with her, but she's okay. super nice. Like she's you chatted with her a little bit, or you went back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. so fun. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. I feel like there's a real lack of podcasts in the fashion space that are talking about like the real stuff that goes on behind the scenes of the industry. It's just, it's, it never got set. Like, I feel like every other industry has so many podcasts. And so it's really, really exciting to hear. Yeah, it's hard to find. Um, yeah. It is hard to find. There's one called Hello Girls that I would recommend. It's about, it's about the lingerie industry. Um, yeah. Very well, like high production value. Um, it's not necessarily about behind the scenes so much, but an interesting, okay. well done podcast. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we'll definitely link to Underdressed in the show notes. I'm really excited about that. You have so much going on. How are you feeling? Like you were stay-at-home mom, your son went to school and you're like, I got to do something. And that was what, maybe two-ish years ago? Oh man, Heidi, like even, I would say even like eight months ago, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this freelancing thing is going to go anywhere. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get like consistent work ever. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to make enough money to make like all this time and effort worthwhile. And yeah, uh, yeah just in the past six months, it's really it's been... started picking up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you and I did a strategy session. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember in when December. Yeah. Okay. So that's about when I was like seven toying with ago. the idea. Yeah, it was like, it was like, yeah, exactly. Shortly after that. And that's when I was toying with the idea of whether it was even worthwhile to put out um, a course on, yeah. on Clo3D yeah. and whether I should just like keep pitching or whether I should have gone in like, like double down on like doing the courses. Um, yeah. The course took me way longer to make than I expected it to in the start, but it's, it's been, it's paid off. Like yeah. it's paid for itself. And it was yeah. such an amazing experience just yeah. to do it, to put it together, to think through the process. It made me better at Clo. So yeah. And I have, and I have other like ideas in the works too. Actually, um, I've been talking to Kristen about potentially creating a second course where we go through the fit like fitting in clo 3d so we take okay. a pattern we mock it up in clo 3d we identify where the fit issues would be and then how we would manipulate the pattern to address those issues so look oh. for that that'll be coming out probably yeah this year oh my gosh you are like in such a different place like you said not even just two years ago but just like six yeah eight i think i think the hard thing about freelancing i i don't know you can speak to this yeah. Um, does it ever go away? That feeling like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get, you know, new clients, you know, I don't know if the work's going to fill up or I'm going to make enough money this year. I don't know. I feel like I'm not sure if that feeling will ever entirely go away. Um, no, I don't think it ever goes away. I still have that feeling in, in this business. I mean, yeah. you know, like, oh, what if the launch doesn't go well? Or yeah, like what if this project wraps up and I all of a sudden don't have any more clients, right? 
yeah, I don't think that feeling's ever gone away for me. Yet I've been doing some flavor of working for my, I mean, I've essentially worked for myself since 2000. It's been like almost 15 years, 13 years, mm-hmm. 14 years. Yeah. So I think maybe you get more used to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just always there. Like it's just part yeah. of your being. Yeah. Um, but I think it's very normal. Yeah. And I'm not sure that it ever fully goes away. And I think it helps to look backwards. Like yeah. if you, like the trend has always been more clients coming. You know what I mean? The trend has always been more work, but there are like down periods where I don't have a job. Like I don't have any work at the moment. Yeah. And I'm like, what if <laughs> my husband laughs at me? Cause I'm like, what if this is it? Like, what if like, there's I'm done. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to hire me again. Yeah. But that's, that's, I guess my trick is that I look backwards and I'm like, okay, that's not, that's never been true. So it probably won't be true in the future. Right. I like that mindset. Right. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I've like, you know, done like launched fast and literally within like an hour of like the cart opening, I'm like, no one's going to buy. We're literally <laughs> yeah, yeah, going to get zero sales. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is it. The business is <laughs> yeah. dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look back and it's never zero. <laughs> I mean, sometimes yeah. it's not the number you want, but, right. um, Cause so what is the time when your son went to school and you were like, I'm going to do something. When was that moment? Exactly. Roughly 2000, what? 2020, 20. Okay. Yeah. He started school in September of 2020. So, th- and that's when I started that sort of coincided with when I was finishing my, um, online design course. And yeah, that's okay. when I started. Yeah. Okay. So it yeah, is like now... around September of 2020. Okay, so 2021 so now... is when I really like started getting work. So we are. July of 2023 right now. So it's less than three years. You went from being a pilot to learning these skills, <laughs> getting clients, learning Clo, launching a course, another course on the way, a podcast, working with multiple clients in Clo. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Somebody it's a lot, right? Yeah. In less mm. than three years. Yeah. Starting from zero. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like you, you, nothing happens in isolation. Like, thank goodness I found yeah. you when I found you, it was yeah. the right time. And it yeah. just, that, that worked out and you gave me access to the knowledge that helped me move, helped move me along. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, yeah. What do you, you said, um, I wanted to ask you, you said like in the last six to eight months, things have really taken off. Do you feel like there was like a tipping point or like can you look back and think about, I mean, maybe it's just a culmination of everything you had been working on for so long, but like, I don't know. I was like, Oh, is there a tipping point there or something? What happened? Mm. I, Kristen. Yeah. Working okay. with Kristen. Um, okay. a lot, of the, a lot of the work when I'm, I'm talking about like the bulk of my hours are coming from Kristen and I'm learning so much with her as well. So it's not just, it's not just that I'm getting work from her, but I'm, I'm able, like, I feel like I contribute to her team in such a meaningful way because Chloe is new. Like she, she has a, uh, another freelancer on her team who already worked in Chloe and had a background in um, intimate apparel design and technical design. But they're like, we're just now like really establishing her 3D procedures and I get to be a part of that. So oh, it's yeah. very like, it's very satisfying um, in terms of like that part of me that wanted to do work, like that part of me that wanted to contribute, like it's that's exactly like the kind of team that I'm like super happy to be plugged into. Yeah. Um. So the tipping point isn't necessarily, 
I mean, yeah, I get a lot of hours from Kristen, but I also get the satisfaction of being able to use the skills that I've been developing now over the past few years. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I really applaud you for your patience because, and I think I, I can't remember where you were at with Chloe when we talked, you must've already been learning it, but, but, um, to put in the right, we all, I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes we all want like an overnight success. We're like, I want it to happen yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you invested yourself and your time into like learning this complex software you weren't getting an immediate return from that other than, you know, the joy of learning, which it, you love, I love as well. Um, but like, that was a good bit of upfront work mm. to like, not totally know, like what might not be not end of that yeah, effort. Like whether it's going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. Listen, when I first started learning Clo, I was like, I don't know if this program is useful. I don't know if anyone's using it. I don't know if it's worth my time to develop this skill. Like, I don't know if it's just going to be a software that's going to be obsolete in a year. Um, But it was, I really, like, it was the little things like um, some on LinkedIn, somebody from when I first, first started posting stuff with Chloe, somebody from Triumph reached out to me and like, like, was like asking about my skills, like, sorry, what's Triumph? Triumph, the bra company. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Major, like huge bra company. Huge bra company. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's like, what? Like this person from Triumph is reaching out to me who's yeah. nobody. <laughs> but it was like, because Chloe was a valuable skill. And so um, that never ended up going anywhere, but it triggered me to believe that, okay, there are the faith companies that in the want this skill. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, those were the, it was just like talking to Kristen, that, that thing with triumph and just like the more that I dug into it, the more that I realized the industry was growing and growing in that direction. And mm. even if Clo becomes obsolete, I don't think my skills will ever become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Just like illustrator, like even if, even if illustrator ever became obsolete, like it's not like, or also I feel like illustrator is something that you use it all the time. Like illustrator is not becoming obsolete. It's been around for a really long time. And mm-hmm. like we use it in conjunction with Chloe all the time. Well, okay. So I'd love, let's just highlight what you said there was just that like you were getting all these little signals from all these different places that like, okay, no, this, this is the right software. This is the right thing to do. So that gave you the confidence and the comfort to like keep investing in like your time and energy and learning it. And then I lost my train of thought about what else I was going to say on that note. Uh, oh, I know. I was talking to, I was interviewing someone else this week who had a very similar experience, was like, saw Chloe come on the market back in like, I don't know when, gosh, and watched it for a couple of years because there's multiple 3D softwares out there, right? Mm, and it's kind of yeah. like, uh, right, is one of these going to become obsolete? Like which one's going to really take off? Like which one's going to wind up getting adopted in the industry? Um. And she watched it for a couple of years before she invested the time to learn it because it's a, it's, there's a learning curve. And she did also wind up going with Clo, um, and is having great success in her freelance career because of that. Um, so that was a very smart choice and very like co- conscious choice, right? Like you were very mindful to be like, okay, am I getting the right signals to make sure I'm doing the right thing again, not working in a vacuum. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I talked to lots and, and just like read articles and just like followed, what other people were doing. Um, 
browseware is like the main competitor to clow and i yeah. they actually have a free trial for um independent designers that you can sign up for so i did that i actually I actually learned browseware yeah. as well um but then again just through i decided like i needed to pick one like i like mm-hmm. when you when you try and like spread out your skills too thin then you're not really good you're not getting really good at anything um so so i stuck with clo um and i want to give a shout out to erica lafleur 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 she's in she's in um fast as well okay and she's another freelancer that i reached out to i put a post on your facebook page on the fast Facebook page. And I was like, Hey, like I've developed, I've been developing my skills in Clo3D. Does anybody want to exchange skills? And Erica is somebody who reached out to me and she, I learned some stuff from her as well. about Okay. Okay. What did you yeah. guys exchange? Are you um, taught her Clo? Well, she already knew it. She she okay. had a pretty good um, understanding of it. But we just we would just meet and go through like projects together. Like she had um she has like a collection that she's designed um in Illustrator, and I was like, okay, let's bring it into Clo and talk about like how you would make. She was it was a pair of pants that we went through. Okay. How would you, how you would make the the pair of pants and how you would fit them in Clo? Okay. So okay. um um my my point there is just to say that like it was there was lots and lots of like just little just making connections just like just just accessing the resources that you that I could to try and like just keep keep growing yeah the goal is always like forward momentum yeah which it still is (laughs) I mean I really have to applaud the progress you've made I know you've worked very hard you are very clearly an extremely determined dedicated, hardworking person. Um, but it is really paid off. I mean, how does it feel to look back on at where you started less than three years ago, putting your son at your son goes to school and you're like, I got to do something a little bit more. And then like, could you ever imagined where you are today? It's a huge transformation. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, I don't know. It's always been, I've always just been focused on the next step ahead of me so I I don't think I've ever taken stock of like the whole I don't know it intimidates me the whole like thinking about it and just thinking about it in the totality of it I don't know sometimes like I like 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 yes I feel like I've come so far and I don't want to I don't want to like I just want to keep going. I don't want to like mess it up. Do you know what I oh, mean? Okay. Like- okay. Okay. I don't want to change it for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh gosh. Now I feel a little terrible. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I get what you're saying. And I get like, um, I get what we're trying to look at, like perspective. I, did we, t- I was talking about this with somebody earlier on today. Our perspectives are so um, informed by like what we have what knowledge we have available to us and um we often are unable to like see the bigger picture because because that that perspective that knowledge is just not available to us in terms of like what we we're just saying um i don't know i yeah i just find it hard to look at the big picture okay I feel like it's a little bit of that fear of like, is this the end coming in? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, exactly. Is, is this the last project I'm ever going to get? It's like, exactly. if, you, if you zoom out and and um feel really excited about the trajectory you've made over the past three years, like that's going to juice it's it. Like, like, no, this is like, the what end, it, it's yeah, done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but all, all signs point to like good, like further progress. Um, and for like the biggest the biggest factor is that I really enjoy the time, the way that I'm spending my time. So when you think about your resources, time and money, 
um, in life, the way that I'm spending my time is exactly how I want to be spending it. And so that's Uh. like part of like the real value that I get from um, approaching work from this perspective. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And that's like, how cool is that, that you are so happy with how you're spending your time? Yeah. Yeah. It's really gratifying. I wanted to ask you a question. So okay, I don't know, I don't know if we can have this on the podcast or not, sure. but um, I know we, you talk we don't to- edit much. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yesterday you said that you were talking to Chloe today. So any sneak peeks on how that conversation went? Okay. I probably will edit this, but that's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make a note of that timestamp <laughs> where <laughs> it went so good. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I actually, um, so I, I actually was thinking like, I'm going to send them the raw audio file from my conversation with Trudy. And we just started doing it in the past couple of weeks and we've just kind of gotten ourselves sorted out, but it's every Friday at 8 30 AM Atlantic time. And my name on Twitch is Trudy Gardner 3d. And Sophia's I want to say is Sophia Luzon. I'll send you a link so we can put okay, it in we'll the show put it notes, in the show notes. But... Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. So I, my husband's always talked about like, you should go live on Twitch. I'm like that's for like gamer nerds. I know it's like for 12 year old boys. <laughs> yeah. But that's wow. How, like, what are you guys talking about? What is, what does the live look it's like? Close. So, so we, um, okay. <laughs> so we have each other as guests on there and then we just bring up Chloe and then we just talk about different things. Like we had um one about, Alvin on avatars. So uh, this is super cool feature in close. So you or, or any 3D software, but they Alvin on has created avatars that are identical to their physical forms. So okay. you can bring in the the uh, the avatars in close 3D and look at them, measure them, put your garments on them and fit them. And then when you make a physical sample of that garment and then try it on your form, you'll get a one-to-one identical sample fitting on the exact same body. So it's super cool. And the other cool feature about Alvinon is that they now have these studios in like major cities around the world. Like there's one in New York, there's one in London where you can go to the studio and fit your garments on their form. So you don't have to own like a whole size range of their forms, but you can like bring your garments to the studio and fit on their form. So it's just a really cool like... Wow. way to yeah um develop your garments um I, well how did I get sidetracked you were going Alvin? live on twitch and oh I was yeah like, so, that, so that's what really we did 12 year old boys yeah yeah exactly so um so that's that was one of our shows we looked at Alvin on avatars um and we measured them and we we're talking about like how bras are measured and why like they never fit anyone ever <laughs> like the measurement <laughs> like the sizing for bras is just so messed up and even like when you look at like if you look at the same, um, a 34B on one avatar is totally a totally different shape than a 34B on another avatar. Okay, right. Um, so that was just just topics like that. Like we had when Chloe just released 7.2 and they just released soft body avatars, which is a yeah, super cool feature, know, right? Yeah. Especially for intimate apparel. So um, Sophia like made up this um, like a sports bra type of thing. And so she tried it on the avatar and we can see like the amount of compression that was happening. Yeah. It actually deformed the bust on the avatar, which was yeah, super cool. Yeah. So it's just sort of like they're, they're informal. They're not really like too... Um, we don't put too much pre-planning into them. They're open. The The intent is that our students can come and ask questions or, oh, you know, yeah, bring right, samples okay. or 
Mm -hmm. And, and, but it's free for anyone. You don't have to be one of our students, but it's just something free that we thought we, it was a nice extra feature. Yeah. And it can help you guys continue to learn too, as you go on there live and like play around with the new, the new tools and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I'm so impressed with everything you're doing. This is really, really exciting to have this chat and Mm -hmm. hear all the updates. Um, it's been phenomenal having you on the show. We can't wrap up though, until I ask you the question that I ask at the very end. Oh no, this question. I can never like think of like what my answer is going to be for it. I know so many people are like, well, I heard you ask it a hundred <laughs> times, like I but been I don't have my this. answer yet. Um, <laughs> what is one thing that people never ask you about being a freelancer in fashion that you wish they would? Um, I guess I, I wish people would ask me about about being a freelancer specifically, maybe, maybe why I do what I do, Mm. like not, and not, not in terms of like what it contributes to me, but what, what meaningful impact do I feel like I'm having on the world by being a freelancer? Um, Yeah. And my answer to that question specifically in close 3d is that I feel like I can, I genuinely feel like I can make an impact on making the industry a better place, more sustainable, more efficient. Um, just, I feel like it, it's a place using Clothe 3D to look at our garments is a way to shift our mindset away from always using physical samples to represent what we're, what we're trying to achieve mm-hmm. um, because there's another way of doing it. And it's a better way. And, mm-hmm. and not to say that we don't, we will always need physical samples specifically for intimate apparel Mm -hmm. but it can get you a few steps ahead Mm -hmm. and and why not tap into that if if it's accessible and available to us yeah I love that I had a call with or interview with Jade from Fast Jade Way just the other day and she had a very, very similar answer at the end of the show. Like you guys' episodes I feel like have ended on a similar note. And she she's a pattern cutter and she said she goes, even like the amount of waste of like pattern paper, like you change yeah, one exactly. thing, you have to cut the whole patterning and, the she whole goes, new I, pattern. and exactly. she's very much in clo now, but, um, she just said, I feel like it is, it's just so wasteful, mm. not just the sampling, but like every step of it. Um, and that was like her, why was like, I can contribute to the fashion industry and the world in a better place. Like you guys, yeah it was very, very aligned. So, um, thank you for that answer. I love that. Hmm. Thank you so much, Trudy. It's been really, really an exciting conversation. I loved having it. Thanks. Thanks again for having me on Heidi. Thanks so much for listening to the fashion designers get paid podcast. If this episode inspired you in any way to get out of the mass produced rat race and get your fashion career out of the hands of toxic corporate bosses, just like one of my students did Alexandra who makes more money in one day of freelancing than she did in two weeks at her old industry job. Yes. True story. I'd love to help you take control of your own destiny as a freelance fashion designer or TD, PD, pattern maker, etc. Get instant access to my free limited time training at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it up in the show notes. And of course, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Monday to help inspire you for or help you get through the week ahead. You got this. Me and my team are rooting for you.